Hello, welcome, welcome back to the M Sports. I mean, it's been a good while since we've done a podcast. It has, it has been a good while. Almost Mi- thought this was, we were dead. <laughs> yeah, we were for a long while we we didn't do one. I want to say five months, maybe somewhere around there. Maybe yeah. I think it was an All Star game the last time we talked. No, I thought it was a Super Bowl. Oh, it was Super Bowl. So February. So life comes at you fast. Right. So three months. <laughs> three months. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. We we've been gone for a while. But despite but despite our long absence, it, we have a bunch to talk about. We mainly st- regarding the NBA. Right. We still got some takes to uh, let y'all hear. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we're we're glad to be back. We just been busy, you know, work, everything, and finally we have the time, and we're like, let's get going. Perfect day, and um, you know, yep. the finals are Some, on the horizon. So, yep, finals, summer season is or summer is actually here now. And you know what else is here? The NBA finals, mm-hmm. which brings, <clears throat> which will hopefully bring an exciting end to this this rather good. It was a rather interesting playoff season in the NBA. Yeah, true, so? true. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It was very interesting. I thought Milwaukee was gonna make it to the finals. You thought so? Yeah, I really. Uh, I, just, I couldn't see. I couldn't see the Bucks doing it. I I would be much less making the finals. Well, only reason. So I was like 50-50 on them. One, obviously they were the best team all year, but then on the other hand, they never they never made it to the second round in like twelve years. It was a long time since they made the second round. And, and that's, then, and that's one of the things I do. That's one of the reasons why I didn't want to bet on Milwaukee because of playoff inexperience. Yeah, that's that's me. That's the same way. I was like, you know, obviously they'll get past Detroit. That's you know, no problem. And, but once they made it to the second round, Boston beat them last year with a less team. They came back this year, a stronger team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they lost. You know, and I was like, well, I just don't know. I mean, that inexperience is gonna get to them. Q Boston fans wanted to. Um, uh, stay Kyrie said. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie played horrible. Like had a horrible like, cause game one Boston won. They had a great series. You know, well, great game. And then after that, four straight horrible games by Boston. Like they've never played basketball before. They were it was bad. Horrible shooting. Kyrie just didn't care. And Milwaukee took advantage and they moved on. There's one. Th- <laughs> if there's one person you don't want to piss off, it's an angry Boston sports fan. That is undisputable facts. Yeah, they Boston fans are, which I mean, I understand where they're coming from at the beginning of the year, saying, okay, you know, we went to the final, well, conference finals with a less team, and now we got Kyrie back, we got Hayward back, and everyone's a year better, you know, more experience. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly doubt at the beginning of season two, they might have made it. Made to the finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the depth, you got everything, you got shooting, defense, and then All the year went on. They just yeah, did not have it. Honestly, had them going to the conference finals before the, the playoff season started. I was even surprised Milwaukee was that good this year. But to get bounced in five games? Yeah, Milwaukee's just too good. I mean, you have literally no one to stop Giannis, and that was their biggest problem. I mean, you had Horford, but in comes Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> as you say that. Right, yeah, Toronto completely stopped Giannis. I mean, yeah, they won the first two games, but he still wasn't doing that much. I think the first game he scored like 17 points, next game 13. You take the 2-0 to series command, 
and then fall flat the next four games? Especially when the Raptors choked the first two games. They choked it away. And Milwaukee took advantage up 2-0. Everyone's already talking. All right, Golden State versus the Bucks, Giannis. You know, where is this going now? And they, yeah, they blew four straight games. Wasn't get, didn't uh, didn't the Bucks have a, like a fifteen point lead or something in Game Six? Yeah, and they blew that. No, I, I think it was seventeen, seventeen or sixteen. It was something like that. And they blew it. You know, Kawhi, healthiest person in the world, best player in the world right now, did his thing, and you know they won four straight, and now they're in the finals. San Antonio's punching walls right now. Santana is punching everything right now. <laughs> I, I just I can never get over the fact that that's they just, traded him. That's arguably your best player. You just give him away. One of the best players they've ever had, ever. Ama- like the best two way player. He got injured. Y'all are like, so what, hey, so play the game, and he's like, no, my body doesn't feel right. I know my body. So, so that was the situation? Like, Kawhi didn't feel he was completely healthy, but the Spurs still wanted to play him? Yeah, so the team doctors were saying, okay, you know, your leg, your calf, I want to say it was, it's healthy, it's fine. Well, Kawhi was saying, it's not right. Okay, y'all say it's okay to play? I can't, like, I know my body. You know your body? I can't tell you. What's right or wrong about your yeah, body? Yeah, exactly. So Kawhi was saying, "Hey, my body doesn't feel right. I can't play this." But but they still wanted. Him to they play. kept saying, "You need to play. You need to play." So the Spurs players were <laughs> throwing them under the buzz, and it's like, okay, I can understand if it's something simple, you know. Oh, I don't feel good. All right, well, you're able to play, you know. Something simple, you know, like maybe he has the flu or something. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's literally something with your legs, which, and on top of it. You know your body, so you can't sit here and tell me, hey, Kyle, go play the game. You're fine. No, I don't feel fine. And that caused that whole issue. And they traded him, and then now, healthiest player in the world, best player in the world, best Raptor probably ever, and now probably go lead him to a championship. I mean, it'll be a great series. Vince Carter who? Right, Vince Carter. I mean, backseat (laughs) to Kawhi. I mean, that's how it is. I mean, Kawhi literally came in. What a timeline. Led them all the way to the their, finals. Their first finals, might I add. Yes. And, I mean, it's not just Kawhi. I mean, they have a great team around him with defensive players. Yes. But, but still, who knew that, Kawhi. But who knew that was their one missing piece? Yeah, that's that's the funny part. I mean, I mean, yes, they had a great team with DeRozan in the past few years. But they, well, LeBron, well, their daddy LeBron, you know, they had to settle <laughs> down year after year. Man, that's wild. There's a thing about, like, the Raptors. I had the Sixers. I think after the trade deadline, I predicted the Sixers to go to the finals. I just liked Embiid, you know, Simmons, and they added Butler and Tobias Harris. You know, they added a whole team, but they just couldn't play great together. I mean, once they got to the playoffs, I think they played a total of, like, six games together before even the playoffs. Mm. And they're all traded there at All-Star break. So what is that, like 30 games, 20 games? And you only play five together with all four out there? You know, like, mm. that's no experience with everyone. What do you think the Sixers should, uh, the Sixers should do uh, during the offseason? You think they should make a trade, put in more roster depth? Uh, yeah, I'm, you have to because – well, I mean, like, there's no doubt Ben Simmons thinks he's one of the, you know, better small forwards or better players in general of the league. 
and then you have arguably the best center in Joel Embiid. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you have Jimmy Butler, a top five shooting guard. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, Philly, I know they're going to have one max contract spot open. Because I know... Bringing another one? Yeah, well, because... Well, because Butler and Harris, they're free agents. So they're they're not gone, but they're not on the books. How likely, and, how likely will it be, do you think, uh, that they'll re-sign Butler? I don't know. It's just... It'll be interesting. I mean, you really have to look at it and say, okay, you know, there's Kawhi out there. There's Durant. There's Kyrie. Clay Thompson. There's players out there. I mean, would you want to resign Butler? I mean, out of all those guys I li- list, I'd rather have everyone else before Butler. So, Clay Thompson said, yeah, I'll go to that team. You know, if y'all need shooting, I'll, I'll go there. Yeah, then I would really need shooting. Yeah, I would sign Clay Thompson before Butler easily. And then if I have some money left over, I'll, hey, Butler, when we want to just run it back one year, I'll give you a one-year contract, you know, 20 mil or something, you know. It's I- on the books for one year. At this point, I'd take anyone over Ben Simmons wide open at the top of the key. <laughs> yeah, because <I>, <laughs> he's never attempted a three. I I wish he would get a jump shot. Literally, that's all he's missing because he plays point guard. He has great ball handling. He's a great point guard, and he's not – I mean, the only thing that's slowing him down is shooting. I mean, people say the same thing for Giannis. Yeah, shooting's slowing him down, but he could still shoot better than what Ben Simmons can. And – I think that's all Philly's missing. If they can get some shooters, like, of course, Embiid's going to be there. Simmons is going to be there. Real shooters. Real shooters. I would try to bring in Clay Thompson, a real shooter, and see how that turns out. That's, that's what would be my number one priority. Him, and then Durant, obviously, and Kawhi, obviously. But, I mean, try and bring Clay Thompson in. I mean, he knows he's going to get those shots. He yeah. knows, you know, Simmons and Embiid are going to set those screens and get him open. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, you're in the East on top of it. It's not like you're going to go to another team in the West that's stacked. Philly was uh, third place this year. Who's ahead of them? Just Milwaukee, Toronto. Toronto. Where's Toronto going to go if Kawhi leaves? They're going to make the playoffs still, but they're not going to be as high. All right. Speaking of the Sixers, let's go to their second-round series versus the Raptors. Bro, what, do you, would you rate that as the best series uh, in the playoffs this season? Mm, I have to look at everything. Probably. That was probably the best one. Yeah, because even though Milwaukee and Toronto, it was only 4-2, it didn't go 7. That was still really interesting. I'm trying. The last few games of the Rockets and Warriors were somewhat interesting. Yeah, it was a good, it's yeah, good I'm t- series. I'm talking about best overall series. That might be the best overall one. Try and see, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I think you know what I'm about to ask you next. Okay, what were your thought? What was your thought process in the waning seconds of Game Seven between the Raptors and Sixers? The waning seconds before the shot. I thought overtime. I, I was surprised for one, Philly was even in the game, mm-hmm. and then for two, I mean, Embiid's right on Kawhi. You- I, I mean, I can understand. I mean, I understand, you know, and after good offense is going to be good offense is always going to be good defense, like always. Yes. And I mean, once he lifted up, I was like, that's a great contest. Simmons is right there, too. And he made it like bounce around the rim, obviously. 
but he still made it. I was like, wow. Like, and, a, and after after rewatching that shot over and over again, and like analyzing every mm-hmm. you know every detail, every bit, just like he couldn't have defended that any better. Yeah, there's literally like, and the moment you're, you're watching get, yeah. it, and the angle, you're like, if you're getting smothered in the corner like that, like the shot shouldn't even go in. Yeah, like how everything was, you're like, ah, uh, you know. He should have been closer, this and that. Until they show it up close, he any closer, he, that would have been a foul. Literally, it beats seven one, seven two, and he jumped up with them. I mean, that's the best defense anyone, literally anyone in the league could have put up. And your thoughts, and your thoughts after the fourth bounce and the shot fell through the net. Yeah, because it's just about, at first I was like, hit the uh, front cylinder or the side of it, and I was like, no way. And hit it again, I was like. All right, it's going to bounce out. And once it started doing those little bounces, I was like, oh, my gosh, he just made that shot. I got, But it was so, like, everyone was silent. As soon as it hit the rim once, everyone was like, no one made a sound. That was, that was, was the best waiting. part of it. That was the best part of the clip, too, just the crowd being completely silent. Yeah, everyone's just waiting for that moment. And, it's just, and then not like, even a split second boom. later, they just erupt. Yeah, it was. That's the beauty of sports, dude. I remember just watching it. I was like, wow. Like, literally, no one was saying nothing. I don't even think you, what you could have said in that moment, just watching it, boom, 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 and it just fell in. Everyone's like, wow. Like, and, it, and, it poss- and it quite possibly created one of the most iconic snapshots in recent NBA memory. Kawhi just, like, squatting in the corner yeah, with the rest of the Raptors Just bench. waiting for every. And that's the great part about it. You can just see everyone just looking at it, just Wait, everyone doesn't know what to do. Everyone doesn't know, like, to start cheering, somewhere, start crying, yeah. like, oh, shit, we got to go overtime. This is, like, more so, stress. Somewhere in the Raptors arena, there needs to be a mural of that snapshot. Yeah, that was an amazing <laughs> picture. That was amazing. That series was just great. I forgot about Portland and Denver. It could have went, that, that went either way, and everyone would have been fine with it, mm-hmm. honestly. But I think if it were, Philly was just too injured and, like, inconsistent – they would have put up a good series. I think Milwaukee would have won that. But they were just too inconsistent and beat injured. I mean, then we got, that would have been different because Milwaukee would be in the finals, in my yep. opinion, then. Yep. Poor old crying and beat. Mm. The birth of a meme. Mm. It's funny because he just embraces it because he knows. <laughs> he knows, okay, I trolled everyone in the league. Everyone knows I'm the biggest troll, the biggest mouth in the league. And it finally came back to bite him. Yeah, he's like, whatever, I don't care. And he just posts a picture. That's his, like, uh, Twitter profile picture now. Is it really? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It was (laughs) at one point. I don't know if it still is, but I remember when it happened. He uh, posted it as it. Bro. All right, I'm going to search it up. At least he has a good sense of humor. Yeah, that's a great part he's about a gra- it. He's a gracious loser. I respect him for that. He's literally, like, probably one of the most entertaining people in the league. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, literally, he's out there a troll. You know, he, he doesn't care about anything. He knows who he is and what his worth and, like, everything. Very vocal guy. Yeah, I, I like him beat. I like him beat a lot. I guess that's one of the things I, I overlooked about him beat because I always thought he was kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Well, despite you know, despite him being an, an amazing player, just like I didn't really like his personality. But then once once I like started, once I started thinking about it more, it's like, oh, excuse me, just like he's very vocal. Yeah, and I like it when you know players are you know expressing their emotions, their beliefs, and whatnot, what they think, 
Like, it's nice to know that some players, like, they think for themselves, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. It's, yeah, it's one, uh, it's one aspect I overlook a lot regarding, you know, sports players. Because they're, because they're humans. They're just yeah. like us. That's what I guess a lot of people don't realize. It's like, okay, yeah, you're an amazing ball player. And people don't realize, like, literally they're humans too. Just like me and you, everyone. People just think they're robots and stuff like that. Yes. They're literally still humans. And I guess some people, that goes over their head for others sometimes. Well, yes, it's easy for everyone to think that because, you know, they they play their, they play sports for their favorite team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they only look at it as that. I mean, you can relate to superstars uh, through personalities, you know, mm-hmm. interests, preferences. Yeah, because I know, like, like most of them play video games. You know, Fortnite. Josh Hart plays Fortnite, so, like, a lot yeah. of people probably connect with him through that. Like, oh, you know, he's a great Fortnite player, this and that. And then, like, the whole thing... Who started? I think it was DeRozan that started it. Well, then he was the first to come out with it about the anxiety and the depression. And people think. Who was it? Uh, anxiety and depression. No, who? who was oh, DeRozan. DeRozan? This was two years ago, I want to say. He looks depressed sometimes. Yeah, like he came out with it and said it that, uh, you know, that he was depressed and going through hard times. And there's people, you know, thinking like, oh, you know, how can you be depressed? You're making literally, you know, $20 million a year. You're in it's the so, NBA. It's so much more than that. Dude. Yeah, like money hate- can buy happiness to an extent, but then the other part is like, he. I don't think he ever really said what his depression was about. I can't stand, <clears throat> I can't stand when people think, you know, that, you know, these celebrities, they have it easy. They think life is, they think life for them is just perfect when mm-hmm. in reality, most of Half of the time, it's not. Yeah. And that's the sad part. Yeah, like, this is literally their career. Like, they have so much on their play. You know, I had to balance work. You know, obviously, I had to go practice, wait. And they already had to, to go. to do they already advertisements. Had, and they already had to go through a hell and back just to get into the professional scene. Mm-hmm. And then you had to deal with fans. You want to make sure people like you. Like, fans-wise, you don't want to be a, that guy that haters, everyone hates. Yeah. Haters, yeah, haters do get to you. And you know you want to know one interesting story, um, a pro Smash Bros player. Or he doesn't he doesn't really compete in tournaments anymore. His name is Zero, and he was he's he was arguably the best player when Smash Four was still a thing. And mm-hmm. and he had a lot of haters. Then and he had a tournament win streak of fifty two. And mm-hmm. you know with consi- you know with consistent success comes more and more haters. Yeah, and yeah. doubters. And there was even an article reporting about death threats being sent to him that's crazy because i that happens to everyone it's not even okay but yeah it wasn't even like no no not like that but like those death threats like uh like raptors you know they're what second seed last year right yeah okay and they got they lost to lebron in them okay and like okay we're a great team lebron has an injured team and we still got swept you know those players receive a lot of hate and death threats. Like, and it gets to them. It really does. Yeah, because like some of them, you're like, oh, I hate you. All right, whatever. But when you have like thousands of people saying that, when you have you know people saying, oh, I hate you, I can't stand you, I want to kill your family, you know, there's people out there, there's football players that say that for fantasy football, people are like, oh, you didn't score that touchdown, I fucking hate you, you know, I want to kill your family. And they're like, and honestly, it's a game. Like, why and honestly, you- people that are like that, they need to get a freaking life. And that's the worst part. They won't. Because I know, like, there's times, like, you know, player on the rocket might mess up. You're like, 
oh my god, I hate you. But, you know, it's just like, okay, in the moment, whatever. And there's other at people the that take the, it to the extreme. At like, the end of the day, you watch this for entertainment. Yeah. And you, like, watch, you watch the best of the best in this certain sport. Go at it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's crazy how people are. Because I know Kevin Love came out with it. He he had the same issues going on. I think he released his about a year later. And Michael Phelps just yesterday came out with it that he was dealing with uh, depression a lot. And that's crazy. Like, he is literally one of the greatest Olympians ever. And he's going through the same thing. Like, yes. people would be like, oh, why are you depressed? You know, you're the greatest person ever. You're the greatest swimmer ever. Like, you can go on for days and days about stuff. But literally, these are humans, too. It's so much more than that. And that's that's Celebr- part. Celebrities are not immune to any anxiety mm-hmm. or depression. And people just won't ever realize that. Can you imagine being Marcus Williams moments after, you know, missing a tackle? That great, great example. Knocked your team out of the NFL playoffs? That's like, hey, you know, I'm, I missed that. You're upset, obviously, but then have thousands of people comment, oh, you're an idiot. Maybe you know, even all, millions. Yeah, like all this hateful stuff. Like, obviously, you know. Yeah, Twitter, was, we've all been there. You know, we joke around with the jokes. Yeah, the dude was receiving death threats. Yeah, like, okay, that's far. Like, I, I don't understand how people could do that. Like, I'm going to kill you and yeah. your family. And that's just, that's stupid. That's crazy. I can't believe people are like that. And what's crazier is that he had an interception in that game. Yeah. But he'll only be remembered for that one missed tackle. That's the worst part about it. I mean, we all been there on Twitter. You know, they, they bring the jokes out. Everyone laughs about it. But it's not like. Just laughing at it at the moment, and then there's actually people are like, "I can't stand you, freaking hate you, kill your family, and kill you like this and that." And you're like, you know, I don't know this guy. How do I know? You know, Tristan's not gonna really kill me in my house. How do I know? Like, it's just scary. Yeah, I mean, there should there should be little to no reason to be seriously angry at a player for mistakes. Mm -hmm. We're humans. We're all humans. Mistakes will happen. I mean, it's unavoidable. That's just how it goes down. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Can you practice not making this mistake? Yes. But, but it happens. Like you're it like But can you say will it never happen again? That's the thing. Like alright, on the field at practice, oh I'm comfortable making this play. And then once you get on the field, it's like so much is going on. You try okay, this guy's actually doing something a little bit different, this, that, and then you get a little confused so, yeah. at times. Player <clears throat> so, yeah, players shouldn't get that much hate criticism. You know, for just mistakes. Referees, on the other hand, huh. I'm looking at you, those referees from the NFC Championship game. <laughs> I don't. I I would never understand. Oh that my god! I, I'm not even a Saints fan. And I was so hurt from that. <laughs> I remember sitting on a couch watching the game. As soon as it happened, I was like, "All right, Saints just won the game." And then no flag, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Why is there not a flag on this play? What even is a flag in the NFL? I don't even know. NFL is just different. I honestly forgot what it was, actually. Because you had Clay Matthews getting flags thrown at him for roughing the passer. And then uh, <clears throat> one of the defensive linemen from the Chiefs in the AFC title game uh, literally slapped Tom Brady on his shoulder. And apparently that's roughing the passer. But you have Tommy Lee Lewis getting decked. Right before the ball can even reach his hands, but that's not pass interference. Mm, NFL is very inconsistent. NBA is starting to get like that a little bit inconsistent, but it's not always too been like that. Bad. What do you mean? 
the NBA is not too bad on inconsistency. It's like, because they put in new rules, and they just like how they enforce them at different times. I don't know. I guess you could say that's everywhere. But the NBA at points has been like, yeah. I, it's a really superstar treatment in the NBA. It's more known since there's only, you know, five Ooh. five players on each team on the court at the time. So, you know. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the NBA, let's go. Let's review the Western Conference side of this postseason. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the seven-game series between the Nuggets and the Spurs. For a second, I thought the Nuggets were out of there. I thought they were out of there. And that, it's funny because they're the second seed. No injuries besides Michael Porter Jr., which he hasn't played all year. So there's, like, no reason to even bring that up. Mm-hmm. And everyone kept doubting him. I doubted him. I'm not even going to lie. Because – Yeah, I was kind of iffy on the Nuggets going into the playoffs, to be honest. I could, it's just because the Nuggets – if the Nuggets would play the Rockets, the Rockets would beat them. Easy. In like five, just because the pick and roll action, and you know, just moving Jokic out from down low, which is it Jokic or Jokic? Jok- I've always said Jokic. It's- I think it's Jokic. I think it's. I don't know. It's. I think you really got just look it up because people just pronounce it different, like Jokic, and then there's Jokic. Yeah. I think it's Jokic. Anyways, yeah. So De- so Denver went on from the first round after seven games. Yeah, and that's just. Daniel Flores, you doing all right back there, buddy? Mm, them Spurs. I'm surprised the Spurs even made the playoffs for a little bit. I mean, yeah. Anything's possible when you have Greg Popovich as your coach. True. True. I honestly thought they weren't going to make the postseason. I know. Me too. I thought it was going to be the Kings for a second. Which I would have loved if the Kings would have made it. But somehow, uh, good old Uncle Pop pulled magic out of his ass. I think they're going to be good next year to Spurs. You think so? I think so. You're going to... Because I think you have to trade either well, I mean, Aldridge or DeRozan. You have to trade one, in my opinion. Well, I mean, with a team with so much, uh, so much class and so much prestige as the San Antonio Spurs, I mean, it's hard. It's honestly really hard to count them out, you know. True, they've but they did have a picture. lot of injuries. Yeah, Lonnie Walker was injured. But then, and again, but then again, but then again, they've always been in the picture when you talk about NBA. That is true. Yes. It's like it's like you say. It is hard to count them out just because Pop can make literally anyone a good role player. And then with Murray, you know, he was all defense second team last year. And Lonnie Walker yes. supposed to be your starting guard, shooting guard. Well, they out. Have, they're yeah. both basically out all year. Oh, they, one was, and then Lonnie Walker was out like seventy games, so he wasn't useful at all. Yeah. Will they have a down season in the near future? It's possible, but will mm-hmm. they stay down for long? No. no. I, I think Pop on, Pop's going to stay for a little bit longer in my that opinion. Will happen on, unless, that will only happen if Pop retires. I think he has maybe yeah, – I think, well, next year, so that's one year. So I think maybe two years max. Yep. I mean, he can probably coach as long as he wants, but I think two years max and he's going to get on out of there. That's my opinion. Uh-huh. All right, let's go to the Blazers and OKC first-round matchup. Ended in five games. With Damian Lillard, <laughs> with Damian Lillard putting the series away from half court, or Wait, the logo rather. Yeah, Paul George calls that a bad shot, which he's not wrong. It was kind of a bad shot, but he did make it, so you can't really. But then again, it's Damian Lillard. You have to have the sense that he's gonna take that shot. He's done it before. Mm-hmm. True. I think it's just interesting how OKC. Okay, I'm. In my opinion, they're, you know, 
top four team in the West all year, you know, mm-hmm. and they fall to six. I mean, that has to do with Paul George being injured at points. And even, I think his rotator cuff. He tore his rotator cuff. Mm. Yeah, so he, basically that whole series, he's playing with a torn rotator cuff. So he wasn't able to do anything. But even though, I mean, they did lose their first-round exit, so Dang. nothing new from them. It'll be interesting to see how everything continues with OKC. I mean, once everyone gets healthy and you just add another shooter or so, you'll be good. They'll be good. Portland, they end up losing two Warriors, which I would thought they would have got one game, which is what? One or two. Game two, three, and four, they were up 15-plus at halftime. Bruh. And they lost every single one. How? How does that happen, Portland? I mean, it's just a third quarter. That's all it was every game. Golden State just had a massive third quarter to come back within one or they be had up their, a few. Their head, they had their foot on Golden State's necks on three separate occasions. And they somehow pissed those leads away. Yeah, Damian Lillard played like ass all those games. Damian Lillard actually had a horrible, not like a bad playoffs. That first series, he did amazing. Then after that... During Portland, I think, I mean, during the Portland-Denver series, I think he had one good game, and that was game three when they went to, like, all those overtimes. Or game four. Which one did they go to overtimes? I forgot. Is They went to, like, three overtimes. Yeah. That was his only good game. And against Golden State, horrible. Yep. All right. Now let's go to our <clears> – <throat> let's go to our sons, the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their first round matchup with the Jazz, as expected, winning four to five games. Mm-hmm. And then this, that unholy second round matchup. Let's, let's just rip the bandage off and just talk about it. <laughs> talk about it. <sighs> Quick talk about it. Uh, I was just, they... Poor Andrew hears this. They... He's probably going to burst into the door any second now. <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, we had to hear it all from Andrew. Um, Rockets just played like shit. Literally, like, P.J. Tucker, James Harden, Austin Rivers, only ones that showed up the whole series. Game one, you know, that was a that was stupid. That was a lot of deal with the refs, but whatever. Game goes on. We lost by game two. two. Game our, two. Our boy Scott Foster had to show up in the mix. Yeah, that, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, it, it really was just wasn't. we pissed that away. Um, that was stupid. Yeah. Then we go back to Houston, win two straight games. That was needed. Yeah. Very surprising. In my opinion, Clint Capella was playing so bad, you couldn't even play him. And the worst part is we didn't have a backup. We would have had a better time playing than Nate. Yeah, but the bad thing about Nate, he's not mobile enough to do what Capella does. So it's like, wow, P.J. Tucker's our best big man at 6'7". Not, seven. As, not yeah. as agile. Yeah, Kevin uh, Fareed. Great on offense. You know, he, he can do the pick and rolls, the screens, rebounds. Defense, he can't play defense. And that's what killed us. We didn't have a big man that could play defense. And yeah, that's all we exactly. needed was someone that could, like, hustle. And that was Clint. I mean, I knew he was injured during the Jazz series. He was let sick. It, but let us not uh, – and about game three, let us not forget about that Miss Steph Curry layup. Boy. Yeah. That deserves a shot in a fool. I don't instantly. Like it, I could see if it was a little contested or something. Hey, someone's under the rim. Wide I gotta open. do something. He literally went back to dunk it and got hit with the it rim. It was a, oh, wasn't it? 
Was it a dunk attempt? Yeah, it was a dunk attempt. And everyone kept saying the layup. No, he went to dunk it and he missed. He got hit by the rim. It was like, at, at the moment, I was watching this at, I was watching it at Andrew's house, actually. It was me, him, and his brothers and another friend. And in the moment, I honestly thought it was a layup. But after looking at it more, watching the replays, like, what? it was a dunk attempt, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. I, I don't know, but they came back and beat her ass. I feel bad for him. He can't dunk, and, and his wife is mad because she's not getting enough male attention. Step, what are you doing, brother? Actually, no, Aisha, what are you doing, sister? More like Steph, what are you doing? You need to get a finals MVP. I'm going to just put that out there. He needs a finals MVP. I don't, I don't think or he'll di- get it. Or divorce. Oh, wow. Whatever, <laughs> whatever works for him. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'll get an MVP. Um, then after that, Warriors just walked through the Blazers. I mean, they practiced. Game five. They played like 12 people a game. They're missing KD for a whole quarter. And you still lose. They miss KD for a, a whole game. And you still lose. How, man? I seen someone tweet. I don't know how I feel about this. They tweeted, if KD would have played Rockets, would have probably won the series. And I say, yeah. What? Yeah. I kind of agree to that a little bit. That's a super hard agree. That's a in a way, just because rock hard agree. Just because the way the Warriors play without KD, their floor is lower, but their ceiling a little bit higher. Just because there's more ball movement, there's more. Okay, yeah, Kevin Durant, and yeah, when right. he's in there, they get the ball moving. Obviously, because you know who it's going to most of the time. Yeah, but and then okay against the Rockets, all fourth quarter, you know, all six games. Fourth quarter, Kevin Durant was getting the ball nonstop, down low, you know, mid-range, right there. And everyone knew, okay, P.J. Tucker is on Kevin Durant, James Harden's on Kevin Durant, because we know he's getting the ball. Now with this, you know, Steph Curry is going to run more. He's going to be able to open up more. Klay Thompson's going to be able to open up more. Everyone opens up more. More ball movement. And more ball movement leads to more uh, Draymond Green threes, including mm-hmm. after every single one of them. <laughs> I, that's the reason I was like, I don't hate that, but it would have been unlikely. I, but we should have won game five. If we won, won game five, we would have won to game, game seven. Game. If we won game five, we would we would have won game six. We would have been too hyped. Houston literally, fourth quarter, was it middle of the third or fourth quarter? Kevin Durant went out. Middle of the third quarter. Middle of the third quarter. Yep. It was like the last three minutes. He got injured. He's out. All the energy stuck out of that arena. Rockets are like two points behind, three points behind. We got the game. Came back into the And we lead. lose. And then that takes all the energy away. It's like, fuck, dude. Like, we blew that game. Now we got to go home and try and win and go and say it's like, oh, we did you know great without ba- them. You know it's bad when you leave Draymond wide open and he actually hits his shot. Yeah. It's stupid. But it's interesting to see. I, My opinion, I will continue to say this. We need to trade Chris Paul. We have to trade Chris Paul. Like, there's nothing around. Yeah, that. I've, I've came to that realization. The point, God is even guys have to step down sometimes. He has in, in the sports world. I think that's the best thing to do is like let him try and trade him. And I mean, it's a business. It's, I can understand if he was younger. He's okay. Already, yeah, he's 30. already made his mark as one of the best point guards to step foot on an NBA court. Mm-hmm. 
it's just sad that he's a player of his caliber never won a ring. Yeah, I don't, he might, you know, he just might ring his, chase. This was his absolute best opportunity. Do you think he will ring chase? Oh, yeah. Join Golden State? <laughs> he'll, he'll join someone, like, in about three years, right? Last year, he might. Okay, Braun wants to go play in L.A. or Cleveland or something. He's going to go join them, which they always wanted to play, but, hey, we're going to get the whole band together. Wasn't Chris Paul trying to join the Lakers at one point? Yeah, but they vetoed the trade. Yeah, I remember that. Wasn't it like 2011, 2012 before he joined the Clippers? Mm-hmm. I remember that. They vetoed that, but yet we have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and DeMarcus Cousins in one starting lineup. The only reason they veto that, which a lot of people don't realize this, is because they're the Pelicans. Yeah, the Pelicans at the time, or Hornets at the time. <laughs> the Hornets at the time did not have an owner. Huh? They didn't have an owner. Something went on. So they didn't, they didn't have an owner. They didn't. No one. No one at the time. They had an owner, but for some reason he stepped down. Yeah, that's the reason the trade got vetoed. That's a bro moment. That's the reason. No one realizes that. Everyone thinks the teams came in like, oh, they didn't want to make a super team. No, there is no owner for the Hornets at the time. So because the league took it over, so literally the league is the owner until they find someone to buy the team. Damn. So it was for like a few months, I want to say. So they offered a trade, and the league felt like, no, that's an uneven trade. So they said no. So and people wait, think it's the so, league. So you're saying that the oh, – my bad. So you're saying that if the if the then New Orleans Hornets had a had an actual owner or, like, co-owners or whatever, then the trade would have fell through? Yeah. It's literally like, okay, say you're the owner. You can do I, – I don't care what you do. You do whatever. You want to fuck up your team, you fuck up your team. Yeah. Okay. Well, something happened. I don't. I don't remember exactly. But what. the league. But the league sensed an unbalance for that during that trade offer. Yeah, because the league. Okay, like like I said, you're the owner. You could fuck up your team, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, you step down. You leave. Whatever. There's no one to own your team. So now I come in the league, own your team, until someone comes by, Timo comes by, or whatever. Well, I I regulate everything. Yeah. And. The Lakers come to us with this trade package. Me as a team, I'm like, no, I, I don't like that. You know, that might put the Pelic- the Hornets in a bad spot or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't. They just vetoed it. It might put them in a bad spot to where they couldn't find an owner or whatever reason. So that's what happened. A lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people just thought the league came out of nowhere and said no. It's literally because the league was running the Hornets for a little bit. I remember this. I'll, now that I think about it, I think the NBA front office is entertained every single year because of like all these trades happening and free agents. Mm-hmm. Like they'll know, they'll know when the team's on the come up or someone's just rebuilding, mm-hmm. and they're just watching over everything. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they don't step in like that. Like, okay, let shit happen. Like, whatever, but. Yeah, that's what happened. And a lot of people don't realize that. It's pretty funny when they're like, oh, the league office had to come in because they didn't want Kobe and CP3 together. I'm like, they said it because it was an uneven trade. Like, I don't know. Do I don't think, remember the trade. I don't remember if it was exactly do you think that uneven, would, but that's the whole. Do you think that'd be one of the biggest what ifs in NBA history? What if what if Kobe and CP3 joined forces? I don't even know how that team would have played. Just because. Uh, for the fact that they're both really ball dominant 
at that point in their careers. Yes. Like, Chris Paul now is not as ball dominant as he was. And at that time, both of those players are ball dominant. And so it's kind of hard to understand, like, hey, let's what, what move if, the ball and stuff like that compared to the me- the massive media attention would have drawn would have be would be guaranteed. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it would great backcourt. It would have been good, but one of it like fantastic. I don't know, just because they're both ball dominant and they have huge egos, both of them. And then obviously, you be, and then you being the coach, you have to you have to really. Uh, you have to really test out how they play together. Mm-hmm. See, like James Harden and CP3, like they're both superstars at the moment mm-hmm. when that happened, that trade happened, obviously. But James Harden doesn't have that big of an ego. Like obviously he does because he's a basketball player, you know, best player, one of the best players in the world. But he's not future MVP. Yeah, he should be MVP this year. But he's not a massive ego to where he understands when he can pass the ball. Yes. And everyone started saying he was ball dominant because they didn't really have point guards mm-hmm. when that at one point. So he just started playing point guard, and he's like, "No one else can play point guard, so I'm play point guard, and I'm ball dominant. That's why, you know." It's interesting. Uh, I think they just need to trade CP3. Yeah, that's it. And what do they do with Clint? Keep him. I think it's stupid if anyone says trade him. Keep pay him all that money. He's only making like. I think 18 million, 19 million, and that's like number 10 out of all the centers in the league. That can't be. Yeah. He's not, he's like, he's making top 10 center money. So, like, he's like number 10. His contract was five years, 90s, 95 million? Yeah, it was something around there because he's only making like 18 million a year, 19 million, which is cheap compared to all the air centers in the league. And he's playing just, all right, for his role, he's playing just as good as he could. Well, yeah, he is a. He is maybe a tier two center. Yeah, because, I mean, he's not tier one. Yeah, obviously not. He's just like DeAndre Jordan in a way, but not as hyper. Or like... The skinnier DeAndre Jordan. Skinnier. Well, yeah, skinnier, and he's not as athletic, I guess you could say. Like, he's athletic. Or aggressive. But there you go, aggressive. That's the word I was going for. Where was that aggression? Yeah, I mean, if he was... If Clint Capella was really aggressive, like DeAndre Jordan... a better job. Yeah, I wish he had Fareed's... Aggression. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's heartbreaking to talk about. I feel so long ago that that's playoff series. It, it really does, honestly. Like, just thinking back to the Clippers and Golden State, that feels like months ago. That happened like four months ago. <laughs> it feels like. But now we could talk about the big old finals. Golden State Warriors versus the Toronto Raptors. Funny, because we can list... All this stuff, and then imagine your franchise making its first ever championship appearance, and it's against <laughs> a two-time defending champion who's won three out of the previous four. Raptors and six. That's my Raptors and Raptors in six. I will put that to my grave. I say Raptors and six. I write that. Write that down. Raptors and <laughs> six. I already tweeted it at Andrew because this is my reasoning behind Raptors and six. Why? Kyle Lowry. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because Kyle Lowry, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, buddy, friend of the program, Kyle Lowry. Uh, <laughs> one of my buddies, Aaron. One of my buddies, Aaron. Uh, uh, shout out to Aaron. How you doing, buddy? Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, "What was it?" Oh, he says he has sleepless nights thinking about Kyle Lowry in the finals. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, Kyle." He, you know, the crazy part is everyone gives him help. He actually had. Ooh, we got some breaking news. 
in a second. He actually played good in the conference finals against the Bucks, which is surprising. He actually played really good. So hopefully he can keep that up <laughs> and take it to the can finals. Can he match up with Steph Curry? Defensively, I think he won't stop. You can't stop Steph Curry just like you can't stop Kawhi. You can't stop Durant. You can't stop. You know, there's players you just can't stop. You can slow him down. I think he can slow down Curry. And even if you slow down Curry, Curry will always be a threat. So, damn, Curry shooting like one for ten this game. When he has the ball. When he doesn't have the ball. Who, Curry? Yeah. I mean, Kyle Larry's more physical, so he can get the, through those screens that they all set and mm-hmm. get them open. And, I mean, he's motivated. The Raptors, are, in my opinion, should be more motivated than Golden State. Golden State's like, all right, we've been here before. We know what to do. Like, of course, experience is going to kick in. Yeah. But, like, for the Raptors – like damn, dude, we just we just won our first trip to the finals. Like, let's first go ever, first ever finals birth. Yeah, they have to be feeling that emotion. Yeah, like okay, this is Kawhi's what third finals, I think, and then this is Ibaka's second finals. So those are and Marcus Hall's first finals. So a lot of those dudes are like, it's the first time in the finals. Like, you know, we got this, and they're gonna be more motivated. I think they can slow down Curry, and then it just comes down to more role players. Like, you already know. Curry's probably going to give you those 20 or 30 points. You already know Kawhi's going to give you 25 or 35, you know? Mm-hmm. Now it's going to come down. What is Clay Thompson going to give you? Is Danny Green going to be able to slow down yes. Clay Thompson at a point? Is Ibaka going to be able to, like, go out on the perimeter and help mm-hmm. against Draymond, against Clay? You know, yeah. is he going to be able to handle switches? I think Siakam a, is a big piece. Pascal Siakam in this series. He's going to be interesting. He had an all right conference finals, but once it comes to the finals, and he's going to be able to like basically play the same way Draymond does. They somewhat play the same way, honestly. Interesting. So it's going to be – I think it's going to be really interesting. I think he's the X factor. Like if he plays great, I think everyone else will play good too because he mm-hmm. can play your small ball. So now you can have you know, a couple guys out there. And that's your reasoning behind Raptors and six. I mean, I, I think the Raptors, they have more depth. Their defense, in my opinion, is better, mm-hmm. which, I mean, Warriors have probably the best offense, you know, especially Ke- – this is not accounting for Kevin Durant coming back. Yeah. Which they said he'll be back game two, two or three, hmm. which I think will be interesting to see how it turns out. I think if the Raptors are up 2-0, then Kevin Durant comes back for game three. But I think if the Warriors are up 2-0 – and I don't think Kevin Durant comes back just yet. Really? I think you just wait it. Like, if you're Kevin Durant, you're to like... see if this team can really thrive without Kevin Durant? Not really that, but, like, you know Kevin Durant's going into a big free agency. Yes. Okay, so you don't want to go out there, damn, I fucked up my leg again, my knee again, and mess up a lot more. Con- like, people turn, are still... They'll go- turn more teams away. Yeah, people are still going to give him that max contract, but what if it's, like... Dang, you know, he tore his ACL or something like that. Okay, he's going to be out all the way to playoffs next year. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm, yeah. So I that's know. the only thing people are going to be like, damn. But Boogie, I don't even know if Boogie comes back. I think the Warriors are completely I don't healthy. Think Boogie, I don't think Boogie comes back. I think if the Warriors, if completely healthy, they, they would probably win at five. Sadly. Sad but it'll be interesting to see Boogie just because he hasn't played since the Clippers. And he's not exactly... Did he tear his Achilles? No. I think he just... 
messed it up. I don't think he tore it. I think he just hurt it. Or tweaked it. But who do you have winning? I really want Toronto to win, mainly because someone needs to take down the Warriors. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyone at this point. Like, it could have been the Rockets. It could have been the Bucks, Raptors. Literally anyone but the Warriors. That's been my motto all year round. Oh, is, is the, I just thought the – in my honest opinion, I thought the Rockets had the best shot at taking them down. And once, the, and once they went down in game six, I was just thinking to myself, yeah, no one's going to stop this team. But I actually have faith because, as you said, Kawhi is a top five player in this league. Uh-huh. This is their first ever finals appearance. Toronto, mm-hmm. the city of Toronto has been through so much misery regarding sports. Uh-huh. They haven't won a championship since since the Blue Jays went back-to-back. And like, what, the 80s? 90s. 90s, yeah. yeah. 92 and 93. Then it was our last major sports championship. And honestly, like, it has to be their time. I mean, yes, they're facing the juggernaut in the Golden State Warriors, but, you know, it's just like, it's this vibe I'm get, I'm starting to get from them. You know, they had a big trade with Kawhi, and Kyle Lowry starting to finally show. And he shows that he really wants the best for this team, for this organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> Golden State's been taken down before. It's happened. And that's what people always forget when they talk about when they talk about this team. Uh-huh. Blowing a 3-1 lead in the finals. I mean, they're not invincible. They can be beaten. And all the yeah, and one of the things Toronto needs or the team, they need to have that mindset to where they can beat Golden State. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Warriors aren't invincible. Big time, yeah. Big we, time needed. We've seen them at their low points. We've seen them when they were down on the ground, mm-hmm. ready for the count. And then they just, I mean, you know, of course, most of the time they always get back up and triumph. Because right, it's really going to come down to third quarters, like usual, with yes, Golden State. Golden yes. State's like the best third quarter team in the league, by far. They just have to, neutral, they just have to really neutralize them in the, in the third quarter, or the second half for that matter. And it's really going to come down to a lot of experience. Like, Coach Kerr, he's going to know what to do. He's going to know, okay, we've been here. We know what the game plan is. Like, we, we got our bodies rested a little bit, which the finals don't start till Thursday. I think that's a week off the Warriors had. So it might, they might be a tad bit rusty just because, like, dang, you know, I ain't, I ain't hoop heavy in a game in, like, a week or yeah. so. But I don't think it'll affect them that much, you know, maybe the first quarter or so. But a good thing is the the first game, well, first two games, well, home court is in uh, Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, so I'm that helps out a lot. That, I mean, that's significant, the, especially against the Warriors. But the Warriors are the first-seeded team. Like, Well, the Raptors saying. had a better record. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yes. So that's the good thing about it. So, one, I mean, you get one and two at home. You need to get those games. You need to get a crucial game five at home, and you get game seven at home. Like, And then that's not like a – obviously, it's going to be the final, so the crowd's going to be loud. But yes. it's not like it's a average crowd loudness. You know, like it is – this is probably the second best home court in the league maybe. Mm-hmm. But besides Golden State, he's probably the two best home court – Like. Atmospheres. And plus, this is the finals. Yeah. The whole city is going to be behind the Raptors. 
I think the whole NBA is behind the Raptors, literally. Like, yeah, everyone's cheering for they the are, Raptors. They have to be. And, I mean, it's just, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a little overwhelming for some of the players at first yes. because, like, fuck, you know, we're in the NBA Finals. Every, this game, everyone this. has to stay on top of their game. They need to have a good mindset, mm-hmm. good patience, especially with the Warriors. So what do you say? All right. My final prediction, I would say Raptors in seven. Mm. It's gonna go the it's gonna go the distance. Toronto winning it in game seven at home. Mm. That's that's a good one. I mean just I mean, Man, the, that's 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 a lot of the storyline will be, you know, the the heavily fa- the heavily favored Warriors versus the underdog Raptors. Uh-huh. In their first finals appearance in NBA history. And you know, like, as you said, the whole city of Toronto is behind them. The whole NBA world is behind them. Mm-hmm. Or most of it. It's just like, I honestly believe in them. Because they've been through so much. Excuse me. They've been so much, you know. Uh, what was it? The past two seasons, they, they got swept <laughs> by, by, the, <laughs> by the same team. And this is their moment. They've went through... They went through an exhilarating second round matchup with the Sixers, and they overcame a 2-0 deficit to beat the Bucks in six games. Uh-huh. Correct, correct. I mean, they're just they're just riding off momentum at this point. They just have to keep their heads held high and not get intimidated. Yeah, it's gonna be a great one. I and think no, this no is, team in the NBA is invincible. The I think Warriors are no exception. One of the better series we could have got. This is, has the possibility to be the best series. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for it. I think once Kevin Durant that comes back, let's go throw a little wrench and stuff because it might. Okay, Toronto has to change their game plan now. Yes. Which Nick Nurse is a good coach at doing that. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, it may fuck up the Warriors a little bit just because, like, okay, we're used to this kind of playing. You know, we already done it. Was probably gonna be what eight games straight without Kevin Durant. Yes. Okay, seven eight games straight without Kevin Durant. Now he comes in. Okay, we're going to. Change the groove a little bit. Who we sub in? Who plays this minutes? You know, so it might mess them up a little bit, but it's just Warriors know what they're doing. I still say Raptors in six. Who who you got for Finals MVP? Because that's the breaking news. Finals MVP. That's the breaking news that just came in. It was like NBA Finals odds. Thank you, Bleacher Report. Steph, Kawhi, Draymond. That's really interesting. Clay, KD, Siakam, Lowry. Steph has a high chance of doing it. I think it's Kawhi. If the Raptors, obviously. It's about, to, about damn time Steph, um, Steph Curry steps up in the playoffs. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious if <laughs> KD comes back and wins, you know, plays know. amazing and steals the MVP, the finals Bro, MVP. That would be a I hilarious. Would, oh, my God. That would be a hilarious story. That. I see someone said that I cry laughing. I was like, that would be that would make my day. Just like Curry's had an amazing two games, and I don't know where Katie comes back four straight wins and goes off and Finals MVP Kevin Durant. Steph Steph Curry winning Finals MVP. He'll definitely bowl out in this series. I'm sure of it. But again, this is the same guy that that got beat out by Andre Iguodala for Finals MVP. Which Andre Iguodala, Andre Iguodala, LeBron should won that MVP. Even though his team lost, they show he should won that MVP. You couldn't pre- tell me different. 
But I, I got Kawhi winning it. I like Siakam in it, but that's that's far stretched. It has to be Kawhi. He just go continue that dominance. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows how to play. Like he he likes to score, obviously, but he also he even said in the press conference he likes to make his team better. Yeah. So he knows. Okay, I got Curry on me, or you know, I got yeah uh, Bogut on me. And this is honestly Steph's time to shine because yeah, twenty fifteen, you didn't win Finals MVP. Even though everyone, even, even though everyone is saying it's your team, you know, mm-hmm. 2017, 2017, you have a super stacked team. Mm-hmm. You don't win Finals MVP. The new guy gets it. Next year, the new guy gets it again. Do you think it's honestly gotten to Steph that he doesn't get the you know postseason recognition? Because he's not that good in the postseason. He really, yeah, he's yeah. all right in the postseason. All right, it's just he's kind of the front runner. Yeah, but do you think bit. it gets to him like? It's it's in the back of his head that I think that the, he's being carried throughout the postseason to championships. Not really carried, but like at points, like I'm su- I was actually a little surprised Kevin Durant won it last year, but it wasn't a wrong choice, you know. Yeah, and I think it affects you a little bit. Like, damn, you know, I deserve that Finals MVP or I deserve this one. But it's one of those things. Is like, f it. <laughs> yeah. He, then again, he's got three rings. What does he need to worry about? All right. Well, yeah, so, yeah, that was a, was a good episode. It was. And let me get more in-depth with my finals prediction. I would love to get seven. I say, I say the Warriors win game one. Uh-huh. They win game one by by five plus. Mm. Trying to set the tone for the finals, you know. Try to set their dominance. Uh-huh. Because obviously they're the favorites. And uh-huh. they're going to think the Raptors are a, you know, submissive team. But the Raptors are going to win a... A close, excuse me, they're going to win a close game two and game three Ooh. in Oakland. And, and in game four, game four will be a blowout for the Warriors. Yeah, they'll blow, they'll blow the Raptors out of the water in game four. And they'll go back to Toronto. Series tied two to two. Ooh. And the Raptors will be down for most of the game. And then entering the fourth quarter... The Raptors just go off. Damn, boy, I like the in-depth. especially Kawhi. Okay, I like the in-depth. Yeah, analyst. And I see the Raptors. Yeah, and going off all that momentum, you know, like going into the fourth quarter, guns a blazing. <laughs> I see the Raptors win by by at least eight in Game Five. Okay, I like the in going back to analyst. Oakland Game Six, and the Warriors will the Warriors will take care of business in Game Six. Because they're not gonna, they're not gonna lose the championship in front of their home crowd by any means. Oh yeah. Game seven, the stage is set, tied three three. The Warriors have a chance to build their build their legacy to new mm-hmm. heights. Mm-hmm. And for the Raptors, this will be their chance to finally cement their legacy. Mm-hmm. Not as not as a choker, not not as a bottom feeder, but a champion. I don't even even call them chokers anymore. Well, yeah, not anymore. But but I do feel, I understand well, what but, you're getting but at. I mean, some I mean some boathead NBA fans will do that. Let's be real. Oh yeah, everyone's gonna do that. I'd probably say that. Oh, I'm like, chokers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Game game seven. It's constant back and forth game mm-hmm. for the seventh game. And and I say Kawhi takes over the fourth quarter. 
and the and the Raptors will win by they'll win by less than five points. Ooh, yep, a nail biter. Series ends. Toronto wins their first championship in franchise history, and Kawhi will win MVP. So you think that? So after everything, after all that, mm-hmm. does he leave? No. He's not going to A little hesitant on that. Well, I'm hesitant because... After everything you just explained and he's living off the high life right now, he might still leave. There, There is a possibility. Well, You're a Raptors fan. How would you feel? Everything you just said came true. Everything you just said came true. And the summer requires, like, I'm leaving. What do you do? How do you feel? Pour up the jack. <laughs> just, oh. Oh man! Oh, I I didn't even think about that. I would be. I don't know. It depends what kind of fan. Well, not really what kind of fan you are. Like, if you were a lifelong fan, then okay. If you're a lifelong fan, then oh wait. The the better the bigger question is, can the can the Raptors build something out of that championship run? Yeah, if they have a Kawhi there, can they build a dynasty? Build an even better team around them? Yeah, I think you could trade Lowry. We can get some more depth or even... Because Kyle Lowry's like 33, isn't he? 33. He makes like 33 million, I think, or something like that. Him so, Steph, I mean, you can... Him and Steph are the same age, now that I think about it. Around the same age. Yeah. Like, you trade him, get more pieces, and use that extra cash and everything to get another player. I mean, it may take a year, but, I mean, you can get a little bit more depth everywhere. I mean, like the Astros. Like, I said this about the Astros. Totally different sport. I was glad they won. I'm happy they won. Yeah. I already told myself, I was like, shit, this may be the only championship I've ever seen the Astros win in my life. I've always been saying that, dude. Yeah. I've always been saying that. I don't care if the Astros win another championship, two more championships, ten more. Nothing will ever beat the first one. Yeah, and it's like, okay, we saw that. Like, we are able to see it. Not like, yeah. oh, I was four and watched it like, happen. I can, I can be in my deathbed right at this very second. And be like, you know what? I'm honestly okay with it. Yeah, I saw the Astros win. I would, yes. That's what I'm saying. And that would be the, <laughs> just like, I'd be the same way. Like if the Rock, the Rockets, they won, they just won this one. Just say next year, that's the only one they win in my lifetime. I, hey, I seen that first one. I was there and I see that one. I've seen my favorite sports team win a win a championship. But like, of course, we get you get greedy with these. Like, dang, you know, I want the Astros to keep going back, going back. I well, think they can win it this year. Of course year. you do. Everyone does. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I, they'll win it this year. I think year. they can. But then, yeah, back to the Raptors. I think, yeah, you'd be upset with it, but you're just gonna be like, all right. I mean, hey, we got that ring. Let's try and bring in another piece or a young player, or build around Siakam, and does Kawhi get his jersey hung up in the Raptors? Oh, I think he has to. <laughs> I think the statue built outside and everything, like. Everything. I think. I hope they win it. I'm praying. Because at this it. point, they're pretty much desperate for a championship. Mm-hmm. And you know they're going to pull out all the stops for this one. And the thing is, you don't know what's going to happen next year. You don't know. Kawhi get injured again. You know, Warriors build a better team. Milwaukee just build a, a super team. You know, Kevin Durant and yeah, Giannis. Yeah. You don't know. So he's like, of course you want to take advantage because you're here. But you're like, we don't know when this time's coming ever again, yeah. guys. Let's and just this, and this, capitalize. Yeah, this is a this is a similar scenario to Super Bowl Fifty Two, Patriots and Eagles. Mm-hmm. You know, the Patriots are trying to win three, trying to win their third Super Bowl in four years, and their Eagles 
going into their uh, second ever Super Bowl appearance, mm-hmm, but trying mm-hmm. to win their first one. It's it's similar to this finals. If you really think about it. And what happened? Never went back. So yeah, yeah, they never like I like that. That was a good one. I like that. I I hope the Raptors win it. I think they will. Now we just gotta wait till Thursday. Yep. What are your predict? Oh, I already told my predictions for Thursday. Well, what are yours? Raptors win. Raptors win game one. I think the Raptors win the first two. Ooh. I think Golden State wins game three. The Raptors take game four. I want to say so. Nah, I think the Warriors win game four. And then Raptors win two straight. They win five and six. <sighs> Man. I think so. I think that's what it is. Toronto can sleep peacefully at night. The Warriors bandwagon fan base will be dying. Andrew will buy a new team jersey. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I have to throw one out there. <laughs> I oh, dude, I got tweets ready for that. Like, if I see the Raptors win, like, if they're up game five, Raptors are up 3-1, and they're winning by 20 or something, oh, my, tweets are coming out of my drafts. I have tweets saved up. I'm going to have to get deactivated. <laughs> <laughs> You have, uh, my you doubt, have your Twitter locked and loaded. Uh, I'm telling you, if the Raptors win, I would love it for Kawhi. I would love it for Toronto. I would love it even more to be one of my best days. Andrew, Woo. Oh, I have tweets ready. Hmm. As, a, as I've always been saying, this Golden State team won't last forever. Oh, this is their last year together. Yes. This is it. Dynasties <clears throat> do fall, as we've seen. Oh, yeah. And this next year is the NBA is going to be wide open. Next year is going to be fun. I think next year will literally be one of the better seasons ever. You think so? I think so. <laughs> All right. I so think Clippers will get someone good. Like, so, I, yeah. So, <clears throat> so let's predict aftermaths. If the, what, will hap- what will happen if Toronto wins the finals? Kawhi stays. They go back next year being the best team in the league. Mm. And what if the Warriors three-peat? They lose. I think no matter what for Golden State. Katie leaves. I think no matter what for Toronto, Kawhi stays. I think no matter what for Golden State, Katie leaves. Damn. I think Actually, I think if Golden State. To the Knicks? I think Golden State wins. Uh, Clay Thompson is gone too. And the Knicks draft Zion. I don't know the Pelicans. Pelicans draft Zion. <laughs> but I think if the Warriors lose, I think Clay's going to want to come back. It's like, fuck it. The original three, me, Draymond, Curry, let's run it. Hmm. But that's only if they lose. That's my opinion. Yeah, of course, of course. Oh, I haven't man. talked to no uh, insiders to see what's uh, happening. but Only time will tell. Is a, I'm telling you, well, as yeah. soon as the playoffs are over, starts the draft, that's going to be fun. Draft's going to be fun because obviously Zion number one. But then we're going to see what goes on from there. Who signs where, who goes this, that. Trades. Yeah, trades. And then on top of it, there's going to be a lot of trades. And then the offseason starts, hey, where's Kevin Durant go? Jimmy Butler, this, that, this, that. Chris Paul get traded. Bradley Beal get traded. Like 2K20? 
2K, I'm telling you, next <laughs> year, next year is going to be so fun. And I'm excited. We'll start with the playoffs to the beginning of the season. Everything's going to be fun. Everything's going to be fun. I'm excited. And y- y'all will be here with us listening about our excitement for the NBA. Indeed. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm trying to set one up for the NBA draft. I want to do like Twitch. You know, they have the just chilling oh, yeah, section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to set up like a camera and everything and we can like record it and talk about it and stuff like that. First round, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and have some fun with that. See how that goes, because second round's kind of much. Oh, my gosh. We would have had a field day if we did this for the NFL draft. Oh, God. I wish. I was thinking about it, too, but I was like, nah, I'll just save it for the NBA. Why did the Cardinals go with Kyler Murray after they picked Josh Rosen with their first-round pick? I I don't even know how I feel about Murray. I think it was a bad pick for the Cardinals. Okay, no, Kyler Kyler Murray is a great quarterback, a great player. Don't get me wrong. It's just... He's being put in a bad situation. I mean, he didn't he didn't deserve that. The huh. Cardinals should have went with another uh, skill piece or a piece on defense. Yeah, it's just but one of those things. But instead, like, but instead, they think the quarterback's the problem. It's just one of those things. Like, hey, the best player available, we have to take him. And in my opinion, he might not have been the best player available. But good thing I'm not a scout for the NFL. Yeah, I would have been like, take take a uh, McCall Hardman first overall wide receiver Georgia. Every Georgia player go first. <laughs> Every Georgia player number one. Yeah, how do you feel about Daniel Jones going number six <laughs> to the Giants? Eli Manning two point Ooh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and the worst thing is, it's current Eli Manning two point It's not like prime Eli Manning two point It is current. 2018 and on Eli Manning 2.0. We have seen Eli Manning in his prime. Although it was a rather short one, but he was still good. Oh, man. Now I'm just just itchy for the finals. No, I think I'm going to watch every single game now. I mean, the past two seasons, I didn't watch a single game because, like, the NBA got unfair at that point. Why why was there even a reason to watch it? Mm, I feel that. Didn't the ratings go down last year? Uh, no, they went down a little bit this year. They went down this year just because of the, uh, LeBron not being in there. But that's kind of like one of those wimpy things, you know, like, oh, I'm a LeBron fan. Like, I'm not going to watch this. Like, Mm -hmm. like, how don't you watch the NBA? Like, especially the playoffs. Like, yeah, most fun times is great matchups everywhere. And you don't want to watch it because LeBron's not in it. Like, I just shows you're not a fan of the sport. Yeah, I think they said they were down like 40% this year, 30%. They were down a lot. Because LeBron's not in? But it was great series all around. It was a good playoff season. Yeah, like Philly-Brooklyn, like it had excitement the whole time. Yeah, Philly won in five, but it was still excitement the whole time. Philly-Toronto was fun. Milwaukee-Toronto was fun. Then you go to the other side, Golden State Clippers. That was fun. You can you can go for days naming all these games that were fun, and yeah. people are like, "Oh no, no, LeBron's not there," or you know whatever their issue is. Lakers aren't there. Like, so much is on the line for this NBA Finals. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Tune in Thursday night, eight p.m. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're we're probably hopefully Thursday, probably Friday. We'll do something, talk about the game, or maybe even just wait till Sunday. 
because by the end game two happened, mm-hmm. and we can just talk about all right, first two games, Kawhi dropped seventy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> talk talk about the the madness, you know. It may be one one, maybe o two somewhere. Like I think, yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna record definitely Sunday, and uh, honestly, can't wait now. Yeah, like it's just getting me more and more excited because I'm like, man, I know Kawhi. He's going to go do his thing, Siakam, you know, that defense. And the Warriors go out there and play great offense. It's going to be really, really fun. It will. I'm excited. So, yeah, we're going to drop this today, Monday. Um, we're actually recording. So once we close everything down, prior to here soon, we'll, I'll upload it everywhere. And then uh, y'all can hear us again on Sunday. We'll uh, have – coverage of the game, talk about the happiness, the sad parts, and uh, the fun stuff, Mm -hmm. to say the least. Always the fun stuff. Always the fun stuff. I'm Kyle Marino. TD. And this is the M Sports. It's fun. Thank y'all. And we'll be back a lot more. Later.